Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health in every way. Leah Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Elips Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Yes, welcome to your. You finished texting there, Henry, buddies. Welcome to uh, Keep the Ball on the Ground. Just a free yesterday. I know. Back to the old days. Missing Andy. But Speak. suppose he's been seen at Glasgow Airport with a snooker queue waiting on Duffy. So. <laughs> 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 no, he's speaking to a club. Is he? Sanctuary, he's going to do the Jacob's set, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, shot, he shot it for Jim Duffy's boy, isn't he? Aye. Aye, but he's. Uh... He keeps telling us every week he's going, he's, he's talking to a club, that's why he can't make it. He's got no fucking club in the pipeline, has he? Let's be honest about it. He's got the biggest offer in the fucking in TV, in, uh, TV industry in open goal. Well, I've made him a good offer. Aye, aye, why doesn't he stay, stay on open goal? Maybe do a wee bit of TV radio and then get a club here? I think that's a perfect Do you know what? You're, you're not, an analogy last week proved right. Because he went over the overweight, overweight one a job, he couldn't wait to take it, but... <laughs> <laughs> nah, seriously, do you appreciate it a bit more? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, listen, since I just before, I want to apologise to you last, uh, last week, big man. I was over talking on my side. You were a shocking. You were like Frank McAvenny with Derek Ferguson. I was like that. No, to be fair, I don't mind that at all because. I get over excited See, see when uh, John Higgins comes on the show and you've been a big snooker fan and that, I, I'd, if it was. If it was the big show coming on for the WWE, I'd get excited. Yeah, I, you know I mean, I wouldn't let you speak one minute. So, <laughs> you, just... you and Higgins had to offer. I know. Then I laughed at him. John liked me, didn't he? I think he was one of the fucking look after him when he goes away in the trips. Maybe he's bounce on that. Yeah, high vision. What about what he said off camera for his favourite one four seven of all time? What? Greg Gordon's and Peter Hebden was there, I know. All the man. Oh, I. Lynn Kyle, Dean Cushions, the goalie. She's in the gloves on. She's in the gloves on, aye. Well, honestly, absolutely magic for her. I know. 
Just uh, just check it out on Instagram. We may as well plug her. Mate, I say, we found out who's on the... Remember, we talked about Gordon, uh, Gavin Stratton's earpiece, weren't we? All right, aye. Did you find out who's in the end of it? Right. I found it. Who? Paul Tim. Singing oh, Celtic songs in his ear. Is that weird? But he's had an injury, ain't he? Paul Tim farted in it and he burst his eardrum. <laughs> That would be some fucking fart, by the way. Who else have I heard? It's on the other end. Lenny Snoosdealer. Snoosdealer. I heard, I, I don't know, but I heard Danny McGrain. Um, no, seriously, and I, I don't like saying that, but supposedly there was just chicken noises coming through it. <laughs> and then there's another one. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't like to lie, size, you know. And Kev, but I heard um, Peter Ebden was another thing. And he kept saying, I'm getting worked up. I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> oh, Tony oh. Ebden, man. Mate, do you think... How I good was... is it? To, like, that's what we are bringing the nation, mate. Everyone now knows how horny he is. Mate, but I actually was thinking, and uh, I was talking to Higgins, and he dropped me off, Higgins, and uh, I was talking about him. We were actually thinking, horniness could actually not be more serious than what we first thought. <laughs> I looked through the Scottish game, Simon and Kevin, and uh, you look at... You, you look at Horn, horny people. I look at people and I can start to sense it. What, where can you see it in the eyes? Their eyes, the, the way they move, the, the lack of Dane hangs in it. Chipper. <laughs> I think he could be up there as a horny serial horny. Seeing you say eyes, what about the bus driver? No, I don't know. No, I don't think he's no. horny. I, no, no, I think he's the other opposite of him. But I've seen him, he does like the gear stick a lot, but I don't know where that's. <laughs> I love that one. So you done? <laughs> <laughs> Here, look what I see you. Did you ever play code when you were boys? Code? Nah, what is it? Two teams in the other team, you get a... Nah, oh, fuck it. Mate, it's not even a joke, enough. Fuck it. Move on. No, tell us. No, it was two teams and one team... Go, you just might have called it a different name. One team, Chase, and the other team's got a code, a letter each. Right. And it's a name, and you need to batter each... To get the letter out of them. Did you just play that? Because uh, the code? Kind of, sort of. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to ask you that, sorry. Uh, I've never played that, man. No. Did you play Soggy Biscuit? What was that again? <laughs> right, uh, you called you called Stephen Henry a flash in the pan. Yeah, he's came out of retirement the next day, mate. Yeah, how, it's amazing how much you're in these big names' heads. Well, again, me and Higgins phoned him on the cat in the morning. Genuinely, this is a true story. We so phoned, phoned, Henry. phoned Henry and we said to him, "Listen, Higgins said, listen, Slinny's called you a flash in the pan," and uh, his reply was, "We'll see about that." So. <laughs> It's a shite reply, right? <laughs> but I think that's... He was all... The measure of the man. Up, uh-huh. high, and then I think I know, um, you've seen what he's going to do, but what I'm going to say here live right now, 12 feet by 12 feet snooker table. Is that the real size of a no. snooker table? Is it not? <laughs> that's some square. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rectangle snooker table, you damn bastard. <laughs> 12 by 12. Maybe, maybe 12, be, 12 by 4. I want, and I'm going to call him out right now, me against Stephen Hendry. A snooker match. But listen, he would beat me right side in a full game. But why not just a black ball game? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fancy yourself. A, a one ball game. Aye. We need to get a table for right. We need to keep it good for until you play them so it can, it's untouched. Untouched. You know anything that we could cover the table with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking to Flash in the pan, mate. What the fuck was that you done in there? I know. What was what? Flash in the pan, what was that you done in that toilet before the show, man? Mate, honestly, I pebble dashed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in that taxi all morning, I just had to go and just... Uh, you could that. be the big ref. Big ref? The big football the big casual. Big casual. Aye. 
Hold Fancy it. Yep. Oh, this will be unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Where are we going? We need to hold it in like a proper Neddy snooker. Ah, we need to get him out of his comfort zone. Uh, Aye. Red triangle up and come on old. Wow. What's that? Like a den? Rough as fuck. Is that a den, Aye. is it? I don't know. I've never been in, but I'm just putting it out there. It's rough as fuck. Right, there we go then. I think he'll struggle. Would you Aye. get in his head? Do you think you'd get in his head? Aye, because I would whisper into his ear size I love today. Uh, right. Right, we'll continue with the laughing and joking. Scotland's performances versus Israel and Czech Republic. Kevin Kyle, you can go first. Talk me through. First, we'll talk about Israel. So, you know what? I would love to talk about Israel, right? But I'm going to be honest, my good friend invited me into his to watch that game. And the conversation with my mate was quite good, right? Mm-hmm. It was that good that we didn't even watch a fucking Scotland game because there was nothing happening. Davy Proven and Ian Crocker didn't raise their voices once that would made us turn our head to look at the TV. So... I can't even really fucking comment on Israel game. Obviously, watch the highlights afterwards. Just flat, Si. Everyone's yeah. just flat. I know that um, the, the the big debate was Andy Roberts and Kieran Tierney. How do we fit both of them in? So he went for a 3 5 2, put Robbo on the left and put Kieran on the left side with a back three. Did it work? I don't, I don't know. No, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the problem we've got, Si, is as well as I thought, and I've been critical of Andon Dykes, as well as I thought he did with what he had to do. But is, is, that, so is, that, is that what doing well is now? Just No, but that's what I mean. Uh, but what yeah. I'm saying is, I, I wasn't any wow factor. You're not thinking, yeah. oh, fucking hell, he, we've got a striker going forward, because we don't. That's the problem. We don't have a lot of options going forward. So when we've got as many good options as we have in midfield, <clears> we kind of seem to get these killer passes or killer set-up plays that, that cut teams up and we have chance after chance. We are like that team that hope to get a chance and then we hope to stop the ball being like put in behind us things. We're kind of like that team that just now for me, we kind of hope, we hope we get a result or we hope we don't concede or I can't even figure out what what it is that we're trying to achieve. I don't want to be critical of Scotland too much (sighs) because I've been in one of these Scotland teams where it's not been great and we don't have an array of players to pick from where we can go and beat other international teams quite comfortable. Um, we do have good individual players, but for some reason, we can't get them playing as a team. And we need to start... Like, I think Steve Clark said yesterday, a few days ago, that he had a good week with the boys and he was looking forward to the Czech Republic game. I don't know what they did in that week because that was that was just as bad last night as it was in... Can I say something, though? How can Steve Clark's been in a job <coughs> 10 months now, right? He doesn't know his best team. No. Yeah. Or I spoke to Mike Colonial. See when I interviewed Mike Colonial, mate, he's talking. Yeah, yeah. See when he talked about Northern Ireland, and, and he actually said this. He said, "See if you look at the amount of caps that people have got for Scotland, but there's nobody on fifty or sixty no, caps." No, no. He says, "See me, I get my eleven, and I play them friendlies mm-hmm. and competitive games. It's th- that eleven. There's a sixteen-man squad. I know sixteen guys that can play, but I've got my eleven, and they play every game. It's the only way to get better. Yeah. We're now ten months down the line. We've plucked a formation from nowhere, which yeah. it baffles me. The I three, know. four. No, no. I think it was a 3-4-3 three, three with Christie and McGinn. Christie's a centre midfielder, McGinn's a centre midfielder. Why are they playing left and right? Yeah. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. I just didn't see a, I didn't see a style of play. I didn't see what Scotland are about on the ball. Like, we've got good wingers. Like, if you look at me, Jamesy, Forrest... He's playing right back. I know, that's five. what I mean. And we've got, like, good midfielders. Surely that should be enough to, to get the, the back four or back three, whatever it is, Set up information that we we play to our strings. I think last night's goal, the one against Czech Republic, it went from one side to the other, over, bit of movement, good ball in, goal. Hmm. There wasn't enough of that side. Yeah. There's not enough movement. It's as if, like, there's no, like Robbo's the captain and, and he's the captain because of, of what he's done at Liverpool, winning the, 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 the league, winning the European Cup and stuff. But Robbo 
It's not going to win you a game being a left back playing left. But I thought he was better last night because Christie went and actually played off Dykes and Aye. gave Andy Robertson room in the left. Whereas against Israel, you know, Christie was just five yards in front of him every time he got the ball. I just like you say, say. I think I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly that we don't know our best eleven or best sixteen. We don't know our best formation, and it's like every game we go and play an international matches, we're trying a different system to try and suit different needs and understand that people pull out of squads. But he just needs to stick to the we're a four four two or a four four one one whatever it is, and this is what we are going to play all the time. And if you don't fit into that, try harder to fit into that mm. and make it that mm. you want to be in that eleven. Because at this minute in time, I think he changed what six six bodies last night, five yeah. six bodies last night. That can't happen because we need to win the Nations League to give ourselves a chance. Because we're not going to get there any other way. He's a a lost boy in a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> or a women's world Either way, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it totally is what did you think we'll talk about Israel first what did you think of the game I actually thought Scotland were all over the place now this is what I can't believe right and I cannot believe this we knew when Steve Clark was coming to Scotland he was going to be a defensive defensive manager, manager right to be. and you take that because he was good at it organised he's not even that in Scotland he looks absolutely miles off it. Um, that's another he's, he's never played that formation at any club he's no. been at. I don't I think, think he was I think he's lost sight. I really, really do. The, the players at Scotland at the moment should be on the front foot. They've got full energy. Um, they should be on the front foot and he's... Um, I should he go? <laughs> do, you think, do you think Steve Clark's did what Lenny did the other week? You know when Lenny played no strikers up front and then he kept the same... Formation with no strikers up on the Saturday just to prove a point that he could win nah, a game. I think, he wants to, I think he wants to go with this formation. Kid. Do you think yeah. that Steve Clark has put the, the 3 4 1 1 or 3 5, whatever it was, formation to suit Kearney, Kieran Tierney and Kearney, and, I like Kearney, I, Kearney and Andy Robertson? So because he dropped one and he kept that 3 5 kind of 1 1. Just to show that this is the formation I'm going to go with. I don't but know. But see, if you're a defensive manager like Steve Clark. And you want you want to be you want to be solid at the back. <clears throat> Why are you playing Scott McTominay at centre half? He can't he, he can't play centre half. No. He's not got the brain to play centre no, half. That, that to me. Go last a... night. He gets done with the ball inside him. Yep. Uh, the night before, balls over his head. He's not opening his body up like a defender should. Liam Cooper played thirty eight games for Leeds that won the league last year. I know. Captain, just play him at centre half. I know. John McGinn was one of the best players in the English Premier League last year in centre midfield. Just play him centre midfield. You know yourself. There's nothing worse than playing out of position. We ain't going to play. I did obviously with Barry Ferguson and mm-hmm. we had a bit, no argument but he says that formation shouldn't matter but formations I think football now is a formation yeah. game you look at Arteta how much he's improved Arsenal yeah, due to formations and, and I just think put your best players in, the, in their best position I formations can adapt during the game see like if you're 1-0 up like Scotland like one against Israel you could maybe change the formation during the game to hold on to that 1-0 and just see it over the line but to keep changing it all the time before games and stuff and just to, to suit certain... To me, sometimes it looks like he's trying to change information to suit players. When just say, right, OK, we might have the two best left-backs, the two best players at the same position, but one just only one can play. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. One gets dropped, then so be it. Right. I, 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 well, I would, I'd love to see both of them play. I, I think Andy Robertson can do the attacking left side. But not he played Tierney last night, I thought was a bit of a... Mm. A strange one because I think maybe he, he's aye. been injured in that. Ah, he obviously uh, maybe needed a rest. But McTominay is a midfielder who thinks like a midfielder. So when he's playing centre half, when we're attacking, he's not thinking about 
picking up the, the striker that's maybe thinking about going in behind them because too many times last night when we broke down they were quick passing over top and we yeah. were caught all the time and that's because he's no a defensive minded person he's a centre midfielder so it's it's a tough one side because we don't Sorry, have we, a lot of bodies to convince Lenny would you um, drink Stratton why like see what Gordon Stratton mate I, I can see exactly what Gordon Stratton was trying to do I can see set up I can see what they were trying to do when they had the ball I just I, when I watch Scott and I don't know what, what the game plan is yeah, I, now I know Stratton didn't, I don't know if he had two qualifications right through, but I've heard so many people players that played under him uh, and it was a desperate cash of the day saying that he they thought he was the best about for Scotland yeah did you do you think that as well 100% like, when you work with him yeah 100% he's um, like I say mate like, it's no rocket science with Gordon yeah. Stratton it's simple mate he plays players in their positions he um he goes with a setup. It's his. It's his belief. It's not what other people think he should be yeah. doing. He goes with the formation that he likes, the players that he likes. And I think if you look back, I think Gordon Strachan was getting somewhere with Scotland. Well, I've spoke to a few of the players, um, and they said that they thought, and this was players who have worked with really good managers. They said Strachan was up their way. And you get the you get the the critiques if you like side coming out and saying, well, he failed in two oh, qualifications, right. but it's certainly not working, is it? No. What about last night? I mean, Czechs, Czech got eleven guys at the boozer to come and play us. I, think, I didn't think we looked any better. I think that was the equivalent. See if that happened the other way about. I think that would have been the famous 10 I called it. Remember my, my worst 10 I called it? Nah. I think that would have been the equivalent the of the standard. Do you remember that 10? Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally know that. Yeah. I think that would have been a similar standard. We check boys. And uh, to be honest, Scott were hanging on at the end. Yeah. They hit the post. post. They hit the... I don't know. They had a few uh, Marshall, a couple chances. Of good saves. They're probably two big... But like you said, Dykes has done all right and Aye. David Marshall's been brilliant. Marshall's been great and Dykes, to be fair to Dykes, for what he had to do in terms of a couple of decent knockdowns, holding the ball up and laying it off, he did that very well. And as for the goal, he took a gamble, which all strikers should be doing, just running between the two defenders and got a, I don't know whether it was a fortuitous touch or whatever, but it, it helped by going into the roof of the net. So really, you can't really say that he was... Say, was he at his depth? No, because what the, the opposition we were up against wasn't he great. Mm. But what he had to do and what was asked of him, I thought he did very well. So we can't really complain. Who's going to come in? And I mean, I'm looking at that there last night, right? And I'm actually thinking Stephen Fletcher could still do a oh, job for Scotland. Oh, mate, don't get front. me started, please. Like I don't care 100%. what anybody says, right? Any <clears throat> fucking fans who who have their own opinion of Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Fletcher can still do a job for Scotland. 100%. The way we are right now in world football. He can still do a job for Scotland. But see, when you see like the service that Dykes get, you can see why McBurney struggles playing for Scotland. Yeah. Because what, exactly. what do you get? What do you get to play off of? Yeah. Exactly. Kev, I just wanted to ask you quickly: Are you seeing uh, similar signs to when you were at Scotland with this team? Uh, my, the thing with my team when I got in the Scotland squad was we had two guys that come in and Bertie Volks and, and obviously Bornoff, who didn't know the history of, not the history of Scotland, what I would say, like the history of players that were available to them. So they had to go out and see, right, let's find out where every Scottish young player is, all our under-21 players, ones that you got Scottish grannies, Scottish aunties, uncles, whatever it is, sisters, let's find out and give them all. We had a big trial game staying in maybe 30 bodies right. and he picked his first squad out of that trial game. But at the same time, we had a lot of Davy Weirs, Don Hutchinson, Scott Gamels, Colin Carmen, Stuart McCollins. Um coming to the end of their, their international career. So you had to bring in like a new batch but try and mix the old with the new. 
Whereas I think he's actually got a really good, good batch, bunch of youngish players from the age of 22 up to about 28. How many 29, 30 years have got on the team? What of Scotland? Of Scotland. Right. Back to my fucking roots. Back to the country, back to the city that I love. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Oh, yes. If it wasn't for me, Billy, where would we be? Again, I'd be still in Amsterdam. Bye, Simon. Forgot what I was going to say. I did best joke ever, I know. Oh, bro, you're right. I'm going to ask you to pick your Scotland 11. Oh, God. I know, but come on. Let me go for it. Go for it. What formation are you playing? I'm going to play 4 3 3. Right. But. What we said there by McBurney up top, you've got to get players um, supporting them. But I'll go with the team. Marshall and goals. I don't think, to be fair, you've got is McGregor still is he still an international player? They retired. See the see the questions. Correct side, side unbelievable point. <laughs> yeah. So what we say is, I'll go Marshall. Here's what I'm going to uh, see this one, and he might look, uh, look your nose down at me. Right back, Ryan Jack. There you go. I played against Jacko when uh, when I was growing up. Schooled him a few times. Didn't bother me. <laughs> Two centre halves, I would go with LC, Liam Cooper, played with him at Scotland as well, came through. Actually, LC, did you, right? I actually ingrained into the squad. I like him, I think Cooper's good. Very good captain of Leeds. Other centre half, Simon, I would go with Kieran Tierney. Left back, Andy Robertson, three in the middle. This is my, my problem. I would go with McGinn and Armstrong, right? Yeah. Like a Liverpool, Vinjaldum and. Um, Vinjaldum? Ah, that's where the baby call me. Oh, in the dirt, right, okay. Listen. Oh, Use a wee bit of lack experience. Aye, aye. With Vigildum and um, whoever the Liverpool doesn't matter. With they two, McGinn and uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. Now, this is my problem McGregor or Gilmer? Oh. And I love Billy. I do. Mm. I really do love Billy. Um, so, it'd either be they two. That's as a sitter? Aye. Yeah. Just to get on it. Yeah. You know what I mean, Si? Pop it a bit. And uh, three up front, double F, Forrest and Fraser. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, my favourite double F, but. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon, I would probably say up front, I would go with McBurney, but if Fletcher was an option, then I'd certainly be looking at him, but I, I would go with McBurney. Um, a, a brilliant, brilliant lad. And listen, you don't get put into Scotland because you're a brilliant lad, but if you're playing the Premier League and you get slaughtered, when you get slaughtered week in week out for, for different people it's very hard to come back for that and he rises above it all the time so I think he's got the ability and the mental strength to be at the top for Scotland so that would be my team and as I said Ryan Jack right back he doesn't really seem too happy with that Simon but as I said I did school him a few times yeah. back, but I'm not going to get into all that right the man with his favourite double F's what's your team? I quite like that team sorry yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't obviously Ryan Jack May team. McKenna no I wouldn't no nah. nah. does no. he want the ball does he? Mm. Does he but want the ball? Should centre half want the ball? No. <laughs> right, what's yours? I'd rather have fucking uh, boogie boogie in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I can boogie. Imagine just calling him up. Oh, that'd be amazing. Amazing, that. eh? Uh -huh. Mate, he's a fucking legend, isn't he? He is a legend. Get him on, isn't he? Yes, he's gonna. Get, hopefully, we can get him on. He right, Kev, what's your team? Right, I'll go with Martian goal. I would go with Cooper and. Um, Who's your something half lady? I was good Tierney. Aye, Kieran Tierney because we need to fit both both Roberts and Tierney. And right. I think Kieran Tierney can do that. Robo left back. I would do a four. I quite like the idea of saying it's four three three because I think sometimes when we do four four like one one, we don't attack enough. Yeah. 
Whereas I think if they've got one shot, three, I'd against ah, Israel at home. I'm so happy to hear your team. I'd here. probably go with that, and then I would put Andy Robertson left back. I would go um, McGinn sitting with um, McGregor, and you know what? I, I I don't want to copy him, right? But I really like Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, oh, of course you do. I think he's versatile. Yeah, he, did you hear his pre-match? News conference, mate. It was like a doctor talking. Was it? Aye. So clever, aye, mate. Yeah, I don't mind that. And again, then I would have like you would have Forrest, Ryan Fraser. I would have the Ryan Fraser. If I could get the Ryan Fraser that was peak Bournemouth levels yeah. when he was. At I was the talking about game. just now, but okay, I'll give you his Fraser, right? Um, oh, but if it wasn't his Fraser, I'd probably put Christie in there, and I'd have Ollie McBurnley up front. Right, um, I'm going three five two. I think we that one side just before you go, and yeah. I think we three five two with Tierney. I think it suits better, but. Yeah. I just I just felt my team would maybe sit in there. Cooper, McKenna, Tierney, Robertson left wing back, Forrest right wing back, Gilmore sitting, McGinn, McGregor, Armstrong off of McBurney. Burnley. Wow. Yeah, See, I'm I'm really like Armstrong. It's not rocket science, I think it? Armstrong's he's got everything that boy. Yeah. Armstrong. See if you look at Dan Engs' goals last year, mate, Armstrong right. played off him, he scored twenty goals last I year. I think he's he, he, he's he's got an engine that he can get about everywhere. He's got a, he's got great feet both left shoots with left foot shoots with right foot and I think that he's underrated when it comes to going with Scotland games I think he needs to play more Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't get more game time um, sometimes is it the old Celtic old farm type thing that they are preferred I don't know but and I, I genuinely believe that McBurnley for all the stick he does get and he's had a lot of stick from all quarters of the Scottish media um you feed that guy service, he's going to get you goals. See, if you don't game service, what are you expect him to do? Exactly. See, the first game, Kev, like Israel, what was there, two crosses in the whole game? Right. No, exactly. We've got a six foot three guy in the box, man. Flying it saying, in the box. Si, you're and then last as... night, they put the ball in the box and D- Big Dyke sticks it in. Exactly. You're only as good as the service you get as a striker. Right, okay. Right, on the topic of Czech Republic playing a backup team, have you ever played in any strange friendlies? I've got one first. Go I don't it. even know if I have, mate. I'll have a wee think as you go, Sai. Si. Um, I think I was about 15, I just came through full time at Selic. And uh, we started start the season and we're at Barrafield one day and Tommy Burns is up, up the road, we're going to play a friendly night against a team for the Gangad. Have you been to Gangad? No. Oof. Where is what it? What a place. It's up next to Royston and that. Oh, right, I've been up there. So we went up to open it and AstroTurf, mate. It was, it was like thousands, mate. Try colours out the windy. I was like, what is this? Um, the guys we were playing against were, wow, raw geezers, man, like pure water boot, fuck it us. But big Celtic fans, and you know how you usually get like a local paper come up to take pictures? It was a guy for the digger that turned up to take the picture. But anyway, so they were nice as any at first, mate. Like they were buzzing to meet us and that, and then we started taking the piss a bit, and mate, before you knew it, it was a pure bloodbath, man. And Tommy played in the game, mate. Tommy Burns played in the game, and I'll never forget, mate, being 15, I came on for like the last 30 minutes, they were all a couple of years older than me. And I'll never forget the fury on Tommy Burns' face at like 55-year-old because they were trying to smash us, mate. And Tommy was running about trying to do, oh, trying to do boys, mate. What a story. But see, this old some football up now as well. So I came on at centre mid and Tommy was playing the hole, mate. Played 90 minutes. Blowing out his hole, right? Playing all, he was outstanding. And I got the ball. And I could remember catching eyes on him. And I thought the pass was just a wee bit too risky. And we were like winning like 8-0 at the time. And I passed it back to a centre half and he went, How's that? Fucking pass the ball forward into my feet. Playing like an old Man, brilliant, and an 8 0 game pre season, mate. And he absolutely lambasted me for passing the ball. Was that not just tell you? That is actually one of the best stories I've ever heard. (laughs) See, see, after it, we thought, can't wait to get out of here, man. Tommy's like, every single one of you is up the budgie. What the fuck's the budgie? Up to the boozer, mate, Uh in the Gangad. 
sitting oh. there all night singing songs, fucking yeah. drinking, amazing, unbelievable. Mate. Mate. What that is amazing. What a story. Imagine that, that happening now, mate. That wouldn't happen, but that's, oh, that's more than no Tommy Burns and anything else yeah. because he was a, the people's champion. He was oh, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Uh, have we ever heard a Tommy Burns story that's no good? Nah. I fucking but that could be the best I've heard in this. Amazing, Turner, amazing, up to the Gangad, mate. Uh, up to the high flat, mate. The Astro Turst in the middle of the big high flats. Brilliant. Amazing. I'm just trying to think it. Amazing. We, we play some raw guys up at Peterhead for, for friendlies, eh? Ah, the pure farmers, mate, and they boot fuck at you. And they're like, boot, and I'm at them, mate, what you doing? He's like, Fitz, do what you like, it's not even a fool. <laughs> I'm like, mate, you just fucking took my leg off, man. But this is, that's like their big game, man. They're all buzzing for that. Have you heard them? They no, want to, you need to go to like local teams in pre season friendlies. Playing obviously the Sunderland side pre season, we would be playing a mixture of. Right, local Sunderland teams and local Newcastle teams. So you can imagine going away to fucking Blythe Spartans in the mm. north of Newcastle with the Sunderland red and white and the fucking, who are you fucking mucking bastards? Did fucking going to get it to you. And you're like, oh <laughs> shit, here we go, man. I had to ask off. you, you went away pre season, tell that story. I heard it on a podcast. Oh, no. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. McCarthy, what was it? actually a league game. I don't know who we were playing. We were playing down in London somewhere. And uh, we fly, we flew to games. How good is that, mate? They flew to games. So we're flying. Too humble. I know. We're, we're flying to a game, and uh, these Newcastle fans at New, we always had to go for Newcastle Airport because that was the nearest airport. So I think these Newcastle fans were fucking. Did you need to pay for extra baggage? <laughs> extra leg room, say, <laughs> cock room too. Right? Anyway, uh, so uh, we were just walking along. Uh, we actually, I think we landed back into Newcastle. 
And the, these Newcastle fans started fucking gaining this like massive amounts of abuse. Was it Mick McCarthy that we gained it? Mick was the manager. So we're gaining it to Mick real tight and I was like, oh fucking hell, Gaffer's going to go on one here. And the Gaffer like, was like, aye, whatever, fuck off you fucking daft cunts. And I was like, oh no, Gaffer's on one. Right, I think we maybe got, we maybe been beat, I don't know, he was really angry. And these Newcastle fans started giving it more and Mick's fucking giving it more. And Ian Evans' assistant's like, oh, hey Gaffer, just calm down, it's all right. He's like, no, I'll fucking calm down. So he's put the bags down. He says, right, Kyler, come on. I said, like, what the fuck you want me to do, Gaffer? He says, just back me up. And the Gaffer was ready, we're ready to go to town. Just you and the Gaffer again? No, there was the a fans. couple. I think Gary Breen was there as well. And there was a couple of other ones. Liam Lawrence, hard as fuck. He was ready to go. And Gaffer was just ready to take them on. And I was thinking, oh, this is fucking class, man. Let's go. We're going to have a fight in the middle of Newcastle Airport here with the Gaffer. But... I genuinely think the gaffer could have dealt with it himself. I think he could have battered fuck at the five of them, not a problem. <laughs> and I'd have just been there to kick them while they were doing, because that's the kind of shite bag I am. No, that's what he does on here. Oh, oh, but no, me. Mick McCarthy was, uh, he was, he was, for me, like you, you lord about Tommy Burns and that. Mick was like that for me. Because yeah. I remember we played Celtic pre season side. I'd never been to, um, I'd never met like any Celtic real legends or that. And I remember we played uh, Celtic in a pre season friendly. And I said to Mick, like, fucking, is there any chance I could get? He says, well, I've got a surprise for the night. And I said, like, oh, have you, I? And Billy, he invited Billy McNeil into the pre-match dinner, the Friday night dinner before the match. And fucking hell, man, that's Billy McNeil. That's my dad's hero. Uh-huh. And it was amazing, you know what I mean? So so you played Celtic like, in a pre-season friend? I think we played them in a pre-season twice. One with Peter Reid, we played them on a Tuesday night. I was up front with Niall Quinn. It was fucking 14 foot of height up front. <laughs> Pace unbelievable. Going what behind. Who are you up against? Oh, I don't know, Simon. It was a long, long. What was that, Martin O'Neill team or something? It would have been a Martin. It would probably have been that would have been. Big I mean, so two thousand two, two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Yeah. And then we played Celtic. Um, I don't know if we actually did play Celtic. I think we, we were in the. I think we might have played another Glasgow team. Was it, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't the Rangers? I know it wasn't the Rangers. But Billy McNeil came, and it was like fucking hell, man. That's Billy McNeil, yeah. Celtic legend, first ever Scottish guy to fucking lift the European Cup and stuff. You're like, did you ever see Mick McCarthy fight him? No, we we used to do. Always talked about pre-season. We used to do boxing, boxing training, yeah. and we used to fucking like fight and that. And he, he loved boxing. So see if you come in the pre-season overweight, he would hear in the gym and he would box me every morning. So he used to do this drill. We had like twelve punch bags up, and he would just punch him like thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off with sit ups. Or you would hold the 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 bag. So I was going round and I was fucking quite cocky and confident at the time. So I thought I'm going to fucking clip him and I'm going to pretend he missed the bag. I'm going to clip the gaffer. So I'm going at boom 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 boom. I just went at and like fucking hooked him right. The fuck you doing? So he came for me right, and I was like gaffer. I was only joking. He's pure fucking like pure Hello, leaning then. into me. What's this? It's my stress ball. Who's gave you that? Psychologist. Has he? Just gives me when I'm feeling really down. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to have a breakdown. <laughs> and you know. Are you close that, to it? Is that no. the guy after Toy Story? Right. And the last place that needs me to have a breakdown is Holland. <laughs> the last people that need me to have a breakdown again. Why? They don't need me there again. No, no they need the industry back up and running, mate. <laughs> we need you over. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> uh, right, transfer window, lads. Aidan McGeady and Charlie McGrew could be on the move, two former guests, friends of the show. Well, what I will say is, is straight away, um, I think it's pivotal. I think it's so important that uh, Celtic go out and sign Charlie McGrew. I mate, mate, see I this agree. Mate, seriously, yeah, like, and, and listen, he's your mate and all that, and, and we love him to bits, but that's not the day we, we don't say that about some of the other mates, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you want him anywhere near, so like, Louis Tosh now, <laughs> Stephen Lawless, <laughs> that is my mate and me. Um, but no, Big Charlie, I think the league will be won, and I know the Celtic Rangers slipped up once each this year, 
I think the league will be one and all films this year. And uh, ch- who better than a guy like Charlie McGregor? Been there, done it. Been there, done it. He's, uh, you know what he's like in here. He's and the boys absolutely love him. Um, I think they must. They must do it. Mm. They must like. If you want to have a big ugly centre half, Duffy, you need a good looking. Exactly, imagine Exactly, and um, we. If it's a three at the back, he can play. So if just clock you looking up here a wee bit. <laughs> and uh, if he plays left back, he can play left back. He can play in midfield. I think he's a must show for Celtic. Get the checkbook out and do it. The only thing is, so did you see his brown suit jacket? Then the football yeah. the other night. Worst I've seen. Changes kept, a bit. Kept, kept, what they made the transplant is he, magnificent. When, for when he was standing talking, he was going at, and then he kept going at. Oh, look at this it. guy. Kept going. Uh, it's like fucking uh, hell, Charlie. Your hair. Danny Grant told me you would spend it for your hair. That's like that. not. A, you're, you're, you're kidding me on. We're doing here. It's not a transplant. People have went for it for you. Fully done. People. Everyone thought it was a transplant. Natural. I was fucking texting to find out where he got it for because I was saving up the lot. I was going for it. That's looking well, mate. It's looking well. Like the boys at Surgeon Barbers, there's a wee plug for his boys. See when you like do the dustpan and brush in the kitchen, that and you look, look at what you've got. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Every time I go to the fucking shower, and unblock the fucking drain because it's clogging my hair. What about McGeady? Hibs, Jack Ross, big fan, obviously. Would McGeady go to Hibs? I don't know, mate. I, I, don't, I, I think he probably would. Oh, it depends what happens at Sunderland, but I think he would go back to Celtic as well. Aye, what about McGeady with Jack Ross at Sunderland? Did they get on okay there? Yeah, they, they got a mill. Aye, they? so that could be a good move. But did then you again, see Aidan had a wee pop at me? I did, I, was happy. I met him up in Kelvin Grove Park. He's going to come on, he's going to come on. Is he? Nah, he, he wasn't happy on. that Simon wasn't getting back to him about coming on the podcast. That's a lie anyway. Then he said he wasn't happy that... Um, that fucking I think he said something along the lines of that Slaney thinks he's fucking funny well I'll shut him up when I come on the podcast because I've got some stories about him oh. so I was like right okay yeah bring it on wow I love that like for you. love that for you uh, Aberdeen off to a great start aye and then they need I think they've got a good squad and I? I think they've probably got the best squad outside the, I tipped Hibs but no I look at I think Aberdeen will I think after the Hibs game last week sorry Hibs and Aberdeen when they played each other I think that kind of told the story of how the, the season's going to pan out and, and fair play to Aberdeen because the Covid thing at the beginning of the season wasn't wasn't ideal but they clearly just got got their heads down put it behind themselves and, and moved on and got some good results um, they can boogie they can boogie fucking hell they can boogie Mate, I heard that Quaver Toes was doing a commentary genuinely right was doing, and he was carrying McInnes' subs Quaver's was he? what on Mate, no joke on that Aberdeen TV Aberdeen TV fucking Aberdeen DVD I just said <laughs> <laughs> oh mate I'm having a shocker no no you're doing great <laughs> no Aberdeen TV and supposedly McInnes made a few subs and he's like ah, what's he doing there <laughs> I Quaver love that toe. Decent, we need to get Quaver Toes on don't we I think big Quaver Toe will come on though Nah, I think he will. I think he'd come, come on dressed as Boogie Boogie. Imagine we could get him to do the video. Oh, we could be the three friends that he like pretends uh, to make Yeah. Oh, right. Only thing is, you'll do it back, innit? It's only pretends, really. Uh, Stephen <laughs> Robinson, Motherwell, who are going through a wee bit of a hard time, he says he won't see any of the Turnbull money as it's for long term development of the club. He needs some. He needs, to, he needs to get some of that, didn't he? I think half it's going to David Turnbull's sponsor silence that he had on the podcast. So wait for him a lot he's only getting, uh, what is it, a million quid they're getting? A million that? quid because it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, listen, uh, I don't know, I don't think they need players. Paul Worth will just come in for, mm-hmm. for um, Turnbull. Paul Worth's a good player, I like Paul Worth. Brilliant. I think you know? Motherwell are in that position, <laughs> Si. Motherwell, they need to get a win. Yeah. I, a, I think they need a striker, though. They need to get a striker. Possibly. Um, somebody a bit Tony more ruthless. Watt. Me chance for Tony, maybe. But Tony, why, if Tony Watt's not been playing, why is he not been playing? They're not scoring goals, so why is he not getting more of an opportunity? Is he not doing enough in training, or is he? 
I don't know. I think he's it, changed, but to, see, looking at Tony Watt, he's in good nick, isn't he? He's in good nick, and he's, he's, he's proper like, professional now. Yeah. I think he just needs but a break. He's not as if he wasn't ever, but I think he was just he was a young boy and whatever, but now I think he is, so I don't know. I, I think he should be get, he'll get his wee chance now. I think Stevie Robbins, I think, I think he feels a wee bit of a wee pressure. Bit of pressure side, to be honest, because some of his post-match interviews and they've been filling me with confidence. Um, but like I say, I think if he can get a good win, which he got in the European tie, but then obviously they were playing Celtic the week after, weren't yeah. they? Aye, so that didn't help. But they're just needing, they're probably now got a run of games where they're games that they could possibly win. If they can get a few wins under the belt, they'll still climb, start climbing up the table. They've only got two points, but I think six places only got like five points. So it's not as if it's a big deal now, but yeah. we thought that at Hearts last year and look what happened to them. But um, no, I think uh, I think Motherwell will be okay. They just need to get a, to get a win and get Did going. Did you play the Barakoff? No, but I had to listen to him last night. He got beat seven, didn't he? He looks like a joke figure, that guy, didn't he? <laughs> oh, right. Aaron Hickey looks to be off to Bologna. Good move for development. Would you like to see him stay in Britain, Scotland? Me personally, Slaney, I think he would uh, been better than staying here. Right, and going to who, like a Celtic or something? No. I just think... I think sometimes... But where, where else is bigger than Hearts in Scotland? No, no, no there probably isn't there, but... I just think I'd like to see him play. Is he going to go to Bologna and play every week? If he does, then fair enough, fair dues, great move. Hopefully his development comes on and we see him in the future in, in Scotland strips and things like that. But he is young, so when you're young, Si, you know what clubs are like. You, they can afford to buy in these young players because they're buying them as potential. I like this. Happy family. with Hickey. Aye. Going to Bologna. Listen, it's brilliant going abroad. <laughs> For a young Scottish boy. <laughs> it really is. Do you know what I mean, Si? <laughs> Um, no, listen, I, I really do think so. I think it's a, a good move for him. I, I always love to see your boys going away. Um, it works for some. It doesn't work for others, as you know. And uh, No, listen, I'm really, really excited to watch him out there. Yeah. I'll be used to that. He's talking about going to Bayern Munich, though, isn't there? I don't get that. Why not? It's Fondo Davis is there, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Vincent he- Bayern Munich to Bologna, so... Regardless of whatever European side it is, I think I think the experience side it's now it's now up to him as an individual. So forget what um, what he's done up to this point. He's just now got to go over there, learn the language, adapt himself quite quickly, do what Kieran Tierney did. Don't become homesick. Take a friend with you, a couple of friends with you. Slaney's obviously will happily go with him. Yeah. Um, and try and just get yourself into culture side and relax yourself and, and just continue to learn and hopefully. He'll have a successful career over there and, and see what the future holds for him. But he's young and he's had he's had some like like great times at hearts in his short time he's been there. So no, I, I think it's a good move. I just sometimes it's it's hard going away when you're young. It's mm. really hard, you know what I mean? You, you you've done it yourself, Sai, when you went away to Swindon. It's not easy settling away somewhere else. I, loved it. I know you loved it, but uh-huh. I hate No, it. I know what you mean. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Right. Rangers, Barisic linked with Leeds. Kent linked with Leeds. The bids that they're putting in for these Scottish players are a disgrace, aren't they? Aye. Leeds, Leeds bid 25 million quid for the Brighton left back, and I think they bid pennies for Barisic. Why is that? Is the it Croatian left back? Just... I don't know, they just think they can. But as you said, he's, he's playing with Croatia, so it's disrespectful, isn't it? It yeah. really is, it annoys me that. Um, but I think guys like Barisic, I don't know, I think Kent seems to me as if he's. Um, he wants to stay at Rangers, he wants to stay, which I like because before that Rangers move, it didn't really work for him anywhere yeah. else, so. It's, it's important for his development to keep going the way he's gone but sometimes you like guys like Barris it's not their whole thing is to come here to get the move yeah. to so <clears> I think I don't know what his personality is like but I do believe maybe 
he might go down Aye. south. I don't know. I don't know the way he's like. But that's I, a good point. That's a good point. Not fair play to Kent because his agent will probably be telling Kent that he could double his money. He can get yeah move to English Premiership, and he wants to stay and repay Rangers. Which but I think it's important for it's Kent. A dying breed, isn't it? Because exactly because I think we he could go down there and get lost again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's doing so well there now, so I think it's important he stays. I think the more Kent continues to perform the way he has started this season, and then when Rangers. Get, hopefully they get a good run in the Europa League and he starts doing it on that stage. If you have a good season here again and do it on the European stage, you'll be bigger clubs than Leeds chasing you at the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? Although yeah. Leeds are a big club, I mean in terms of you might have a top six maybe looking at you because he's still a young guy um, and he looks full of confidence on his side. Like He's really, really finding his feet there at Rangers. I know a, a couple of weeks back I said that fucking think somebody's gave me abuse for it saying that Martin Boy were a good replacement. I didn't mean that. I meant that if they sold Kent... Martin Boyer would be a cheap alternative to see them through, yeah. but Ryan Kent for me, you know, I think I think it's, it's a respect to him that he's wanting to stay with Rangers and, and continue his development there. Shane Duffy, what we already spoke about, great signing for Celtic. For me, that's up there with the Fraser Foster signing last year. I think Shane Duffy's spoke to Aidan last night and says that he's the best header the boys have ever seen. Has he? Exactly what Celtic need. Have we spoke about Iron that running up the pitch and scoring? Shane Duffy will not do that. He's in there to defend. He wants clean sheets. That's exactly for me. What? And then, do you know another thing? How good did um, El Hamed look playing centre half for Israel against Scotland? I, I thought know. he head and shoulders, eh? But he, he for me, he's he too looks hot the centre half to me. Aye, but he's too hot and cold. One week he'll be fucking bright, and one week he'll be like all the other place. I think I don't know. So I, I just with Shane Duffy first and foremost. If they keep Ayer and they keep Julian during this transfer window, which I don't think, they, I think maybe one... Ayer might go. Ayer might go. But if the two of them do stay, maybe they'll fucking learn a thing or two, maybe off Shane yeah. Duffy and how to defend properly, because it's all right looking the part, and but fucking a defender's job is to defend. Mm. And Shane Duffy, for me, just looks at that big, horrible fucking something I have. When you go into town, you think, oh, for fuck's sake, am I playing against him today? I love that. That's why Andy Haldy's not here. Uh, See, hide under his bed, isn't it? Hide under his Rangers bed. He's not, he's I scared. love Andy to sign with a Scottish team and they do come up against the each other. Aye. I'd like Andy to maybe sign me like fucking Dundee United. Mate, or I heard Andy can go for it. Have you? Eh? That's why I never say it when he's on. Seriously? <laughs> Who told I'm you? Can I say to Who's he going, going with, with midgets? No, no he was, I have heard that as well. Can he? Aye? Genuinely, yeah. aye. That's why I never really say much. Well, so you'll hear me sitting up uh, for Rangers all the time when he's on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it. there's a new horny winger in town. Is there? Mason Greenwood. Magic. He's taking your title, mate. Magic. Him and Foden uh, sneaking the... women into the ho- team hotel in Iceland, breaking oh, COVID guidelines. Is that up there with ball and goalie? We, um, were they too shy? They've listened to me. Two up the room. Play two up. Two up. What's the meaning of that? Two up to the room. Two up the room. Two on the pitch. Sorry, what are they thinking? They have. It's good that they're listening to you, so they're trying to take your advice on it. And I do like that, but that's what I need to be careful what I'm saying on here. You're affecting affecting everyone. Because they went with the two up the room. And I certainly, listen, I was talking about the pitch two and the pitch, but if you're going to, if I was up in the room, why not four up in the room? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was it naming any names, but. There used to be all sorts going around hotels. I've got, I, I, there was a, I remember uh, I, an I was, unnamed player. I don't know, but the, we were in a hotel and um, remember I played football for for a long period of time, so it's hard to, to guess what team I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? So don't try put any hangs on it. At ten o'clock Saturday night, games on a Sunday, staying at a hotel, 
a bird walks in the hotel, all dolled up. The manager and assistant are in the bar. They're like, right away, we know where she's gone. She's got to somebody's room. So the manager says to the assistant, go and follow her up the lift. So the assistant, I'm fucking desperate to see the names in there. <laughs> no, ass- I don't know. No, no, of course uh-huh. not, of course no. The assistant follows up the room, right to the boys' room. That was it. Him. What, so when the player opened the door, the assistant and the, the, the women were standing yeah. there? Wow. And straight to him. What, the guy or... The I know the player got sent home, eh? Did they? Kev, any? Nah, I, I couldn't possibly tell you some of them, but when I was with the Scotland 21 team, we had the... Uh, a lot of shenanigans. Uh, uh, it be, I don't think that'll happen. Then. We used to find the Daily Sport hotlines on the way on the bus back for away games. Aye. Oh. Uh, Did you ever do that? Aye. Uh, I used to do it at the time. Oh, I loved that. Uh, I remember doing that for my babe station up. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, we used to do that as well. Amazing. Uh, used to share. Do you remember that you've been on Sky Sports? Aye. We used aye. to find that and slaughter like Ray Parler and start in the middle, get cut off straight away. Oh, did you? Uh, do you remember the one where? Somebody, do you remember Jim Bell Hunt? Uh-huh. I think he was on, was it off the ball he'd done with Tam Cowan? Uh-huh. Was he on that? He'd done somewhat Somebody put him on, Jim, you're a ball bag, mate, right on live. <laughs> 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 mate, he was on live and everybody heard it. Oh, it was brilliant. See, Morton boys, uh, do you know that Dean Keenan that we talk about? Aye, aye. He used to, they used to be on the bus back for games and he would phone up the, the scoreboard and, that, and pretend to be somebody else. Oh, did he? Uh-huh. Boys used to do that as well. Brilliant. I think Snoddy's a man for all that, isn't he? Uh-huh. Um, right, Spurs documentary, lads. Have you watched it? Mourinho is a hero, man. Mourinho is. My dog died. If you think I'm in a shit mood with you, it's not because it's you, because my dog died. I mean, what a legend, eh? He's a hero, man. He's not like I thought he'd be at all, no, eh? No. I thought he'd be pure arrogant, but he's, ah, he's mate, a hero, he's, mate. He pure loves all the boys, didn't he? Uh-huh. But see, see, do you know what, mate? It's really, see the Spurs boys? Is there any chance of getting a bit of life? Nay, nee, personality, mate. mate. What about see Eric him? Dapp? I would do all over him, man. What about Eric Dapp? I pull him on every single night, put me to sleep. I swear to God. <laughs> I've yeah, not slept, no. slept for 10 years and now I'm fucking sleeping like a baby because you of think, You think that most <laughs> Premier League clubs are like Spurs? I think that's the way football's become. Definitely. Aye. But what about Dan Alley going like that? Do you put the water on the tooth? Uh, oh, on your tooth? That, that's what made That was the banter that made it. And, and then he was like, what was your free, uh, favourite chocolate bars? Do you know what I mean? What's he doing? Hmm. I know he's out loud if you ask him. Do you know what was funny about me? Sums fit Bob just now when some, the assistant came in and went, Sissoko is one of the main characters in the dressing room, and mine you went, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, you've got problems <laughs> straight away, big Sissoko. Mate, man. the boy, uh, Danny Rose. What about his? What about that? Mate, what Asking where the chairman was. Yeah. Seriously, I shouldn't swear like that, but that was out of order. See, listen, I like what. See, see this day. I just stay at home, gaffer. I know just won't do it, No, you'll just come in and do your work and try and get in the team. Right, See if you were any good and you were brilliant, you wouldn't be sitting having this I, conversation. I, I respect that because I hate the modern like, the phone the agent, go and speak to him. I like that he's went in, but the way he's done it, he's sitting with fucking earphones. Earphone in? I, I know, honestly. I mean, what was he doing? But he was list- he says he was listening to mm-hmm. you on the podcast. Aye. He loved it supposedly. So sorry, but anyway, but what he was doing, it was so disrespectful. Mate, Marino dealt with that so well, to be fair, and he could have dealt with it a lot worse. Yeah. But, Nah. So if the camera was if the camera wasn't there, he would have dealt with it differently. Have you seen the one with Danny Rose? Aye, Danny Rose had a point. I can understand why he was in arguing, but at what point do you think it's okay to bring the fucking chairman into the equation? Mm-hmm. Chairman doesn't pick the fucking team. It's Mourinho. He's like, I'm just going to go and see. Go, go, going to go and see uh, Daniel. What the fuck's Daniel going to do? But uh, uh, by the way, Josie, I gave you the job as a manager. I want you to pick fucking Danny Rose. Fuck off. 
Uh, Daniel Levy does <coughs> seem to get involved quite a bit, isn't it? I know, I don't, I've I never don't been at a club where a chairman's sitting at lunch every day. I don't know. Did you ever actually speak to any of chairman you've ever... No, never. I mean, I don't ever spoke to fucking I any chairman. all the time, aye. The chairman at Southern didn't even know who he was. He cancelled my contract all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, uh, what about Harry Kane's pre-match speeches? Uh, Harry, Harry's fucking... Kane, he's still even talking to somebody else and just stick to the football, didn't he? It just feels like he's just trying to get as much swear words in as he can. Yeah. And then, how good was the one when he went, I'm going to date today? Who Mourinho, huh? Oh, it's amazing, man. better. But you know what, I get for like, they're top level, right? But they didn't do anything that you'd think, oh, wow, that's amazing. No. Do you know what I mean? See, if you want, like, want to be a manager or a coach and you look at it, you think, why can I not do that? That's, no, that's, that's football in general, Simon. Just I've so le- simple. He keeps I've, everything simple, Mourinho. I've learned that from starting today coaching. What I'm coaching the kids is just basic fucking drills. It's yeah. nothing fancy. It's nothing out of this world. And all I'm doing is when I'm doing a drill or a, or, a, or, a, or a an exercise, and I'm just explaining them why they do it, what's the reasons, and that's all the coaches are doing. It's just giving them the advice that they need. It's not as if they're giving them this wide fucking formula that's going to make them unbelievable footballers. It's all up to the individual to be the awesome footballer. Yeah. The coaches are just to guide you and help you and encourage you. But no, it's a fucking great insight. It's like you say, Si, why, why could that not be any of us? Here's a, here's a plate of young British coaches, Scottish coaches. Not once has Mourinho said transition, break the lines, first scanning. contact, scanning. Not once has he used a big fancy word. With top players, it's simple. This is what I want you to do. Right. Be brave, go and play. But this is the modern, the modern coach thinks, and I'm saying modern coach, it's YouTube coaches. And guys that are where your, your, your grassroots guys are going to YouTube and they'll type in coaching drills for under nines, coaching drills for under twelves, and you've got fucking all that night, down a drill night, and it's give day this, we do this, we do this. So the guy up here copies it and it's a lot of shit because it's no relevant to what we're doing. Let's just work in your touch, let's work on some good passing drills. Because see if you can't control the ball, you can't pass the ball, forget about even trying to play fucking football. Let's get confident at these. Once you're confident with these, then we can take it to the next level. That's just football. But too many people try to complicate things. It's just fucking basic. What, who, I suppose I know a famous chairman or manager said that too many idiots are com- uh, complicate a simple game or whatever. It's a game com- a f- simple game complicated by idiots. Com- I, I idiots. feel and, and close friends of mine who are getting brainwashed with it. Aye. Mm. Well, you're, you're probably right, Stanley. I mean, seriously, like the best guys on the planet, um, John McGrew. Um, <laughs> no, no, I love my child, but I, I think some of these guys are getting brainwashed. With it, and I, I imagine maybe if you were in that that environment, you, you would that would happen to you. But but see these big work like see especially with kids. Whose benefit is that for? Because kids are baffled. It's a lot. See of when you speak things. to them like that, they're absolutely baffled. Eh? Mate, when I did my UEFA B license, right, you were, there was 90, 90 people on the course. And I would say there was 21 like current or ex-footballers and the rest were all just guys obviously trying to get their badges work, working it the other way. And I remember you get put into certain groups of people and we had this one guy, so we're doing a drill and then he kept shouting, recycle it, recycle I'm fucking dirty big Waldo. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about recycling? What the fuck are we recycling? And I was like, oh, that, and that's the, so he's picked that word up for somewhere, then he'll go away and coach somewhere else and pass that word on. Something. And before you know it, recycle is a fucking word in football when recycle just means that like, that's a serial finish stick that in the fucking recycling bin what's that got to do with football? <laughs> I'm fucking on man see what you've been outstanding to... no, well, no. the only thing about that but last thing about the Spurs document is like, you've mentioned him Dele Alley mate, see, mate he just laughs at everything see if somebody listen see if somebody went like to me there's as a football player when somebody questions your attitude it is the worst yeah. anything like, like honestly Mourinho's saying about his attitude just like laughing. Laughing, I know. 
See his, see even his body language, just sitting laid back, and him, the other boy, who's the right back, Aurea? Aurea. He just loses his fucking raging all the time, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. But mate, like, that, uh, that, uh, Deli Ali, mate, honest, like, God, did you feel that if it ended the question of your attitude? Ah, uh-huh, you would that be devastated, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Oh, if any, any of the first team players ever pulled you to the side and said, look, the fuck do you think you're doing? Uh-huh, we used to get it all the time, Your fucking heart sank, by the way. You actually went away and questioned yourself and thought, right, okay, how can I be better? So you went, I remember we were doing, uh, like, tricks and that at the gym one day, I think it was like Aiden and all that, doing loads of tricks at the gym and Lenny walked in. Just walked over and I said, do you know what my best trick is? Being bang average and being in a fucking millionaire. Put that ball away and get the gym done. How good is that? <laughs> that is that it, mate. Sums it up, doesn't it? It's uh, football is... I don't know, it's as if now you're, you're not allowed to, to have a go personally at your teammates because of the fear of actually hurting their feelings. Yeah. I'm going to report you to the PFA because you shouted at me. Fuck off. But see, like Deli Ali, he should be scared of Mourinho, but he, he clearly isn't he? No. See, I think that's the agents and honour. See if your manager says something to your own agent, you're like, get me out of here. Get me out of here, uh-huh. I know. You deal with Maybe you're dinosaurs too, Jake Ma. No, we're no dinosaurs, Si. We just brought up in a different era, a different environment. Uh, yeah. We just came everyone there. <laughs> we just came this first. Us, us three that are <laughs> the fucking... the worst one was, uh... I played at the game, guard, mate, and I'm caning guys <laughs> playing this game. I was at 21, and my best career was at Clyde. Mate, and see, uh, <laughs> when you left in a transit van, and we just let him barely alive for laughing. But mate, the worst one was last week. We didn't talk about it. We were Keenan Barca. <laughs> no, I was Keenan Piquet. I was Keenan Piquet. Fuck it. Mate, I could be the worst shot on the show. I had to. I need to say Piquet. You say I don't know what other, I'm saying. Uh, sometimes I just open my mouth and it just goes. And imagine Messi not sitting there listening to that. Imagine Messi Piquet listening to that. Well, to be fair, Messi probably just said, "Look, I was going to leave because Big Kev says that you're fucking fish." <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads. But that's why we're good because we don't take it too serious si. correct thanks very much boys appreciate right, guys. it It's the new football season and now TV's hit the back of the net. Oh, it's a stunner! As you can get the Sky Sports and Sports Extra Passes half price for three months. Now that's more like it! So, you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport at 50% off and all without a contract. It's perfect! That is world class. Your sport on your terms. Search now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Standard pricing after three months. Further terms apply. Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? That a baby can recognize their mother's voice from inside the womb? That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar? And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says, I'll think about it. Even over WhatsApp. I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi-mobile red family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12-month contract, €15 per month. Max speed, 10 megabits per second. Applies when you add red unlimited SIM only as a third plan with red family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.